Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. Join us as our host and fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden, discusses topics beneficial to businesses of all industries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I am your host, uh, Tim Hayden. And there was such great content that we unpacked in the last podcast about um, recession that, hey, we decided to do another one. So I've got my friend and our banker, uh, Jimmy Lindsay, here. Hey, uh, Jimmy, welcome. Thank you very much, Tim. Appreciate you letting me come back. You know, I'm passionate about helping businesses, so this is fun for me. Yeah, that's that's great. So we're, we're awful uh, blessed to have you back for, uh, you know, for uh, episode two. Hey, so for our listeners, hey, if you did not get a chance to go listen to the first podcast, we'd say press pause on your podcast uh, app. Go back and listen to the first one, and you can hear about all the great things we talked about, and then I'll catch you up to do uh, part two. Hey, so we're going to dive right in. So I will say that, um, you know, and our, you know, the listeners that are leaning in and listening today, um, you know, you, you know a little bit about Sergeant Metal. We've been, I'm blessed, I'm our senior leader. Uh, we've been in business 47 years, and in 47 years, we've had four banking partners. Uh, one thing that we are right or wrong is we are very loyal to our business partners that we uh, that we have chosen. Our, our uh, accounting firm we have been with uh, through different people since 1975. So from the time we've been in business, that's a big deal to us. So um, you know we we uh, we hired. If you call it, or we we partnered with South State Bank in December 2015, and I know that um, Jimmy and his team came to play. They brought a great package to it to us. And one thing they took, I mean, bank. One thing I learned, Jimmy, is that bankers always look at the worst case. Yes, <laughs> you've heard me That's say that right. in our conversation. That's right. You know, and it's it's a uh, it's risk transfer. That's right. So and, and we understand all that. But one thing that we've done, we've been very blessed. We performed as a company. And but one thing that I really hit home really hard with with Jimmy is that Jimmy, we don't need our bank when times are good. We need our bank when times are not good. Right. So, I mean, you've heard me say that many times. That's right. That's so exactly um, right. you know, because I think it's just really important um, because you know if hey, here's the thing. I can't predict this year. We think we're going to have a really strong 2022. And we think 2023 is going to be strong. But there's things that are beyond our control. We can't predict with recession and all the things that we talked about on yes. the last episode. So, um, hey, so, so Jimmy, my first question for you. Um, what are the first steps you should, stay, you should take in, in, as you start recession planning Yes. As a, as a business owner or leader? Well, I mean, hey, out of the gate, let me say that um, we're, we're really proud at South State to, that we are a relationship bank, and, and that's how we make a lot of our decisions. And I'm sure other banks use a model like this, but, you know, we're just not about doing a transaction, you know, off the street for somebody that we don't really know. We're, we're in the relationship business. Um, it is my goal to see businesses thrive, and, and sometimes we just got to help them survive. Mm-hmm. And so we want to help them thr- thrive when times are good. We want to help them survive when times are bad, but we want to have a relationship. If, if they're looking for a loan and just one loan and go on their way, that's probably not what we want. And, and so it is our goal to take care of our customers. And, and we do that through our risk management strategies too. We, we provide them a consultative approach to how to manage your risk in such a ways that the company stays safe long-term. And, and I would, so my, my first thing out of the gate would be to say, you know, if you don't have a relationship with, with your bank, create one. Yeah. You know, find you a banker. Yeah. Find you a banker and one that can take care of you long term. Yeah. Jimmy, um, I think that's great. Something I want to add 
is that when we partnered back in December 2015, I told, so for our listeners, this may be a great piece of advice. I told Jimmy, I want to meet, and, and what's great is that I would suggest you have a banking partner in your local town. Yes. Because it means something. I don't want someone, and we're in South Carolina, I don't want someone in Minnesota making decisions about Sergeant Metal off a spreadsheet. Yes. I want it to be, and I agree with you, we are a relationship business. Is that? And I told Jimmy, I said, hey, I want to meet once a quarter. Yes. And let's talk once a month. So, yes. and I think, and we do that, we do and that. we meet lunch, and we just catch up. You know, we got together last last week yes and hey and my wife joined us so it was really That's great right. we, you know with, with Don, Don was with us and we had a great we talked about a lot of business things and I think it's just very important as you pick someone to do that so anyway I didn't mean to divert Jimmy but I thought no, that was a good, good. A, a, a good reminder just for our listeners hey so um, what are the most important topics that need to be covered when you're looking at recession planning Jimmy yeah you know the Having gone through 2008 and seeing a lot of businesses struggle through that and just in general risk management strategies, um, the first thing I would say is, you know, aside from having a good banker that that can be by your side, um, do do things that are make good financial sense from the standpoint of, uh, you know, the old model of cash is king, Mm -hmm. you know. It would be great if you could pay off all your debt and have no debt. Certainly, it's easier to uh, get a line of credit in the hard times if you don't have much debt, right? Mm-hmm. But aside from that, the idea of cash, you know, the having some levels of liquidity to offset anything that would be any kind of disruption within your business is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think banks look at that and they view that as uh, the ability of a company not just to earn money, but to save money, right? Mm-hmm. The thought that you can put aside some money, much like an individual might do, a reserve and, and something for an emergency, but also other assets can devalue in a recession. So if you're thinking, well, I got all this paid for equipment, well, maybe you're not going to be able to sell that equipment in a recession, you know, or certainly not for anything near what you would think it is worth. Same thing could be true for even inventory. Maybe you have a lot of inventory on hand, but suddenly that downturn happens and this inventory can't be sold right then. Mm-hmm. So having that cash to to weather that storm, and, and I, I have seen businesses that are so aggressive at paying off their debt that they leave themselves with no liquidity, mm. no, no source of liquidity. And so while it's admirable to be paying off debt, thinking about that reserve and having that reserve available. And then, and then the second thing along those lines is that, you know, banks are cash flow lenders, as is most other businesses. We are cash flow lenders. That means that you can prove to us that you can afford to make your payments, including any new requests that you may have. Well, the banks like to have a coverage, what we call a debt service coverage ratio. That is a little bit of extra EBITDA, the, the, the cash flow that the business generates over and above, you know, taking out, uh, you know, adding back depreciation and interest expense and those things. But, but a little bit extra, more than just the enough to cover the payments. So if you look at that, the banks like to see about 25% more cushion. So 1.25% percent cushion. Well, that's kind of normal business for a bank, you know, and that in, in the banking industry, that's normal business. But if you know you were going into a recession, you know, look at ways that you could get that cash flow number up. Because if you're, if you're doing kind of the, the kind of studying, 
okay, what happens to us if, if our sales are down 10%? What happens to us if our sales are down 20%? Obviously, that's going to lower that cash flow covered number. And you don't want it to reach a point where it is below, you know, your debt. And so the having a higher cushion, if you could shoot for that, it was a worthy cause, you know, especially if you're feeling good right now, but you're seeing some clouds on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So cash is king. Cash flow coverage is is certainly a big factor. And, and it, it, it helps the bank to be able to provide resources to you you know, there, we can finance most anything when we can show that you can afford those payments. So, yeah. the the other thing I would say is when you know that things are about to change, you know, just watching your expense control. You know, when we're so busy and we're growing like crazy, things get loose. Mm-hmm. You know, things get loose. Little things add up, and big dollars end up coming from little dollars. But going back and sort of revisiting okay, what can we do differently to manage our expenses better? Can mm-hmm. we change suppliers and still deliver the same quality? Can we look at, you know, maybe what kind of costs we could trim here and there and not have our quality suffer, right? If we're in a true recession, you know, there's the old sailor's uh, thought of, you know, what, what do you do when the boat is sinking? You throw off every single thing that is not needed, right? Mm-hmm. So a business owner might need to assess what can we live without? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we live without? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, just going back to 08, the, the thing I saw the most of businesses that got themselves into trouble, it wasn't their model. It wasn't the way they necessarily were performing with their own business, but it was another business that was a customer of theirs that they lent money to. And they lent it to them on terms, 30 days, 60 day financing, and then they did not get paid. Mm. And those were substantial losses that they took that they could not afford to take mm-hmm. and put them into uh, uh, the same kind of trickle-down scenario where suddenly they can't pay their suppliers, they can't pay their employees. You know, so avoiding those things by, you know, one, having good diversification within your, your customer base. The, the majority of small business owners have a few clients that are the majority of their business. Mm-hmm. So having good diversification having diversification amongst not just the type of customers, but where they are, you know, I mean, obviously there's better diversification if you are dealing with customers that are not just here, but maybe they're in other states, maybe they're in other countries, right? That, that aren't suffering in the same way that we are in our recession. The, ha- the, the other thing is just thinking about limits, you know, setting a limit on a customer, studying like we do. You know, when, when uh, somebody comes to us for a line of credit, we're gonna underwrite them and make sure they're healthy. Well, a business owner needs to do the same thing for their customer. If they want a million dollars worth of terms, then we need to look at their financials and we need to understand that they're healthy. You know, and uh, I always encourage my clients, let me look at those with them mm-hmm. and help them determine that. But, and here's the last thing, and this is A1, I should have said this first. Have good financials and understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a huge believer that you can't make decisions if you don't have the information and you're not measuring the results. Yeah. And so many business owners, I mean, they're getting their financial information provided them months later. Months later is too late. This world moves way too fast for that. And the, the, the bigger problem that I see with that too is that a lot of times we can't even see maybe the trends that are taking place because we're, there's some seasonality in the things we do and just the way things move. You know, measure things on a 12-month average. If you take 12 months 
and you total it up, let's just take your sales. You can measure anything this way, but if you just take your sales and you add up 12 months, then you, you, you divide that out and you add it into this month. Mm-hmm. The next month, roll one month in, drop the yeah. last month out. Yeah. So 12-month rolling average removes all the, the seasonality out of there. Yeah. And if it's not going up every single month, you know you've got a problem. Yeah. Right. So you can measure that in sales. You can measure that in net income. You can measure that in margins. Mm -hmm. You know, you can measure all of those things with that 12 month rolling average and quickly see where you have a problem Mm -hmm. and you can make a quick adjustment. Ninety nine percent of the business owners that are out there could survive any issue if they could pick up on it quick enough. Yeah. They tend to get become aware of it too late and then their reaction is is not in time. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Jimmy, let me say that my head, my head is spinning in a great way. And I, as you're as you're sitting there talking, I'm taking some notes. So um, I think for our and and I do have another question after I unpack a few things. I may have another question from what I'm going to say here. It's all about relationships. Yes. And to me, we're you know your bank is a relationship business bank. We are a relationship. It's it's about people dealing with people. So I think that. Um, uh, you mentioned about their financials, and, and I'll say something I'm really proud of today as we're sitting here is, um, you know, we we've been through the the podcast we just came off of. The, the, we had a, a couple of uh, our guest host Shane Duffy. Um, you know, we talked about we had a really tough season, really for about six months here. You know, hey, last year and really first couple months of 2022 is that we have a four day close, so we close our financials for the month in four days. So, you know, I mean, which, you know, which is great that we know where we are for the previous month. But, hey, but, you know, Jimmy, that's a lag measure. Yes. That's something that's already happened. So if we're in the manufacturing world, so there's two, there's two things that are vitally important to our business. And if you're not manufacturing, just walk through this with with me is that, but but if you are, hopefully this will ring a, a bell or two, is that labor and raw material and materials. Those are our two biggest costs. So we measure our productivity literally every hour of every day, and we and we 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 review that every week. And the lead, that's a lead measure. So if we're hitting our our run rates with productivity, that'll create the lag measure of a profitable month. Same thing with what we're buying. If we're buying it for the price we quoted or lower, that's going to be more margin. If we quote it, if we buy it higher, it's not going to be. But those are lead measures yes. that can create the lag measures. And we, you know, we read a book probably 2018 or so, maybe 2017, called The Four Disciplines of Execution. We call it 40X. Mm-hmm. So that's a great book if our team, if, if some of the listeners want to listen to that. But there's um you and and so my mom taught me how to manage money at a young age. I have we have a budget and all that great stuff. Cash is king, Dave Ramsey. Yes. So if our listeners are leaning in and they're starting to say, hey, I believe, I, hey, I like what I'm hearing, but I don't know what to do. Well, you know what? Uh, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University, you know, you know, Financial Peace University for Business is called Entree Leadership. Yes. And I am a member of Entree Leadership, have been for a long time. I've got a group I meet with every other week. We're on a 90-minute call. It's great to have lot other businesses that are, hey, we get to go on a journey together. So, hey, just go Google it. That, you know, it's, that's just free, that's free advice from me. And then I think um, debt. A lot of people talk about debt, that uh, it's a bad thing. Jimmy, um, you know, I have no problem, and in, in you're our banker. Um, you know, I have no problem to have debt to grow. 
I don't want to have debt to keep the doors open. Yes. So one thing that we do, and Jimmy, we've done it since 20, December 2015, we typically pay all of our notes off early. Yes. So we do debt snowball that I learned in Financial Peace University, and that we do debt snowball here at work. So you know what? We... You know, and we don't have that many loans now anyway. You know, that's right. But, but we just we knock those things out, and then we'll go buy something else if it's under a certain amount of money. We just pay cash for it. You know, but if it's not, and I do think that uh, with you know, as we're listening to this in 2022, you know, we've seen um, one and a half or 150 basis points. That's banking terms, right? right. 1.5% yep. increase. So if you've got loans you got last year, you probably got it a lot less than that. You may not want to pay that off. That's right. Because you've got a lower rate that if you went and bought that and, and borrowed money today, you may would rather pay use your cash for that and pay off what you've already got. So just a, just a quick things. I think expenses are a huge piece. Yes. You know, I talked about raw material when I talk about material and labor. You know, so what I'm doing, I'm just repeating what you said, and I'm I'm putting it in my terminology and how we operate our business. But I think this stuff is so valuable. Yes for business owners and leaders as we're potentially, and this may not be recession related. This can just be common sense approaches on how you run your business. Us, you know, us teetering on potentially a recession. If you look at the long-term rates and the short-term rates, you, you impact that in the last podcast, there's possibilities that it could be. So I think it's great preparation. So Jimmy, a, a follow-up question on all that you just unpacked is that which of these need to be covered first? Well, I mean, again, I, you know, when you and I saw each other last week, I described this idea of bringing in a group of people, and maybe it is your key leadership team. If you don't have a leadership team, maybe it is a roundtable of business owners that you got some like-minded individuals and you can share. But brainstorm, you know, what we do at the bank. So we, we will stress test the bank. We literally will say, okay, if if the GDP went down by this much and we had this many past dues, what would happen to the bank? If the rates went to this level, what would happen to the bank? If we had some kind of financial crisis, what would happen to the bank? It's the same as being prepared for a disaster or some kind of event, you know, that happened here, you know, financial disruption, whatever it might be. But asking yourself the question, if this happens, what do we look like? And then how do we get through it? What, what is our solution? So preparedness is the key. Mm-hmm. And, and like anything, if you rehearse it, you're going to do better when the real event occurs, yeah. right? And so taking that time to ask the question, what can we do now and what can we do better, you know, to prepare for this event if it was to occur? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, man, that's excellent. Um, I have joked, Jimmy, I don't think you've heard me say this joke. But I've joked for years about one thing that is extremely important to me is that we pay our vendors on time to whatever terms we have, and that we get paid. Yes. So we haven't. So so uh, congratulations. I hope you'll agree to this because I've been telling people this a long time. Is that we have an agreement with the bank. We don't loan money, and they don't do metal fabrication. <laughs> That's so right. you know. So so it is vitally important. So I think that um, and there's some things that are beyond our control. And, and I'll tell you honestly, um, you know, and so if we've got customers listening in, I apologize ahead of time. This has not happened to us in a long, long time. I had our financial review yesterday. Uh, I think that our, I think our past due uh, accounts payable was $51. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, so, that hey, great. that's one day. That but, is great. But that's, that's great. But I just think that, uh, hey, sometimes, and if you're making stuff, if you're manufacturing, sometimes if people won't pay you, 
you got to hold parts hostage. Yes. And that you got to say, I'm not going to, I'm sorry, Mr. Customer, but I have got to have, I made, you gave me an order and I made a commitment to raw material and labor. I've got, you've got to pay me. I'm, we are not a, we're not a nonprofit here. That's right. So I think, you know, I have not had to use that statement in a long, long time. But if a, if a business owner or leader are listening in, they're thinking, um, hey, you know what? You don't, you need to make sure you get paid because your team's got to get paid. That's right. I mean, cash is truly king here in this example. And, and just remembering that when you're giving those terms, you're lending them money, and mm. there, there is a risk that you will not get it just yeah. from things that happen over time. So whatever you can do, can, if you can get a deposit now, get a deposit up front. Yeah. If you can get a portion of it at some delivery point or at some production point, do it then. You know, yeah. ask for it then. You know, reduce the terms where you can. Watch your watch your limits and have limits. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't have limits. The, the customer says, give me more. They're just going to keep on going. Yeah. Well, those are risks that you choose to inherit when you give those yeah. terms. You know, and I know for a company like ours, one thing that we do is that we do credit checks and we'll check the folks out. And a lot of times if it's something real big, you know, we may call you, Jimmy, and say, hey, check this folk out, check this uh, company out. But it's in, and a lot of times we ask if it's somebody new we've not dealt with, we may get fifty percent down, yes. because we just are not going. We're not willing to take that risk that we're not going to get paid. And then you know what? Then they can build some credit up with us. And we don't have that happen that much. We've had some new projects and new, new co- new companies that are just getting started. We kind of make sure we get paid. That's right. So if you're if you're if you're listening into this thing, hey, cash is king. If you commit and you get orders, you have got to make sure you get paid. Because if you don't get paid. Nothing else really matters. You and know, if, so. if you've used all your resources up on that, then you could get yourself into trouble. Yeah, that's and, exactly right. And, and just a, one other tip, and a lot of people aren't aware of this, it, it is a little bit expensive, but there is insurance companies out there that will write insurance for receivables. Hmm. So if you had a really large receivable and you didn't know this company or you had some concern, you can actually purchase insurance policies that in the event that they don't pay you, you get paid through the insurance mm. company. So there is some ways to mitigate that risk okay. if you if you need that. That's good. You know, that's yeah. good. Um, I know we don't do that, but that may be something to look into. Yes. We have lots of insurance, but yeah, not, yes. not, we don't have that that I can remember off the top of my head. Hey, Jimmy, uh, uh, next question. What are some noticeable changes that can happen when a recession shows signs of turning around? Yeah, you know, so most of the time, the the leading indicators of uh, recession improving, you you see in what the Fed is doing. So the Fed will begin to, they use the word pivot, so they'll change their monetary policy. You know, where right now they're increasing rates. If you see them start to reduce rates and reduce rates, that's the first sign right there that there's help on the way. When they start to add liquidity into the system, when you start to see the stock market rise, the stock market is always looking forward about six, four to six months. So that rise is telling you that they see good times ahead. And there's a lot of smart people chasing that. Now they tend to over, you know, they kind of overcorrect in both directions. Mm-hmm. But those are all leading indicators that the, the real economy is going to turn and, and get better. But paying attention to the, the GDP type numbers or the inflation reports, these things are important. Um, if you see GDP is up, then that's a sign of improvement, that mm-hmm. the economy is improving and coming back out. It, obviously, you know, within our area, the one, the one, this is an interesting thing. I don't know that this is going to be statistically true all the time, but the, the, the southeast where we are now, and particularly South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, these areas, we tend to trail what happens in the national area of the country by about four to six months. Okay. So you can kind of see the recession coming and what is maybe happening in the other 
areas. I remember in 08 looking at the equipment market, you know, these big auctioneers that were auctioning off equipment and watching the, the, the flood of inventory that was coming on from other states and other areas and thinking to myself, well, that's not going to hit here because we're doing good. But then it did. Mm. Now, a lot of people believe that the Southeast, we might, we might actually be in a situation where the continuous movement of people to this area will 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 help us sustain through any kind of recession. Mm-hmm. And that might be true, but it didn't happen in 08. But but the other thing that did happen was the other parts of the country began to come out of the recession before we did. We were lagging them. Okay. And so it was one way you could see what was going on by watching the other areas in the country and what was happening in those states and in those areas in yeah. the industry. Hey, this I don't know if you know this answer, but how do you I'm a listener. I'm I'm I'm, le- I'm listening. I'm, and I want to say. I mean, I, I I think this is great information. Jimmy, where do you go find that information out? So let's go say that you know the Midwest is is six months ahead of us in regards to slowdown. Do you know where to go find that that information? Well, I mean, there's a lot of statistical economic data that's put out in by the federal government that you can get, and also you know general economists, and you can look at what these economists are putting out. You know, our our bank puts out uh, monthly reports, and especially within our investment group, we have uh, economists, and they put out reports, and you can read those reports. You can go deeper into your own industry, the the metal fabrication industry, and mm-hmm. kind of look at what you know the the industry is putting out information wise. I personally, I, I honestly like news, financial news sites, and I'll listen to YouTube podcasts, brief cuts of specific pieces of information. I'll go out and search, okay. you know, financial information related to this industry. Okay. There, there are companies that do nothing but do quarterly updates on industries and what's going on in those industries. And you can get subscriptions to those. Okay. Um, so there, there's probably four or five of those, IBS World. Um, we, we probably use two or three others within the bank, and they put out quarterly reports on any almost every industry. Okay. And you can pull those and get a quarterly okay. update on that's what's really going good, on. That's really good. You know, so, yeah. hey, that may be something we're interested in looking sure, at. Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I can some, get you that. That's good. That's good stuff. So, hey, Jimmy, so as we, um, hey, as we land a plane for part two of our podcast, man, this has been awesome. I think, man, I, I have – I've gotten educated today, so I appreciate you and your the lens that you look through this, you know, to help to help businesses. So, hey, what's one piece of advice that you would give our listeners today? Well, I hope they will seek somebody out to help them. You know, the the thing that I know the most, um, working with so many business owners over 25 years, they they have to go into their business every day as the leader, you know, presenting themselves that they know everything and they know all the things. And, and they don't know all the things. And, you know, they need resources. And, uh, you know, we are in the risk. If you would like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We will be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that will get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them. And we'll be seeing you guys next month.